The mic is hot, and so are the tots. You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Greetings, trivia taters. Welcome to episode 54 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. So we have a jam-packed episode for you all today. Should be a fun one. Some not-so-fun news is that our favorite boy toy, Zach, will be taking some time off from trivia time. So it'll just be Kelly and I holding down the fort until further notice. But we promise to continue to bring you all the lame and awesome content you are used to. We appreciate your continued support of our program and are excited to see what our second year of episodes brings to the world of trivia taters. Big love to our listeners. Thank you. Before we get going, I just want to remind you all about our monthly visual round. We will be revealing the answers for the September visual round at the end of this episode, but we will also be posting a new visual round on our website for the month of October, which is Celebrities in Costume. Abe was telling me I should dress up as Carol Baskin, and I was like, what? And then just sit on the couch? (laughs) Just uh, stroke a stuffed tiger from the couch, and that's it? Just do it all for the gram? That's amazing. And I'm dressing up as Jailhouse Rock Elvis. It's going to be rad. I've already bought a mask that has Elvis's, like, sneer on it. It's going to be great. Our shout-out of the week goes to our five-star reviewer, MoranRan17. We're happy to be a substitute for your bar trivia habit. It's also a substitute of ours, so we totally get it, and we're right there with you. Thank you. Before we kick things off, these triviatators need to round up our trivia time trotters and head over to the Corrections Corral. Yeehaw. Yeehaw! In episode 51, round one, we referenced Providence as the city with the first openly gay mayor as the LGBTQ hotspot, also known as P-Town. It was pointed out to us that the queer party town, known as P-Town, is actually Provincetown, Massachusetts. We all knew this deep down, but got swept up in the moment and stupidly reacted and mistook or merged the two. Thank you to our listener, David, for kindly pointing this out over email. Additionally, despite our exhausting attempts at correct pronunciations during episode 52, we still managed to mispronounce canapé. So again, forgive us for our noble but failed attempts at linguistics. We aren't perfect, but we are pretty damn fun. Now, on with the show. That canapé word always trips me up. I only want to refer to it as tasty junk on a cracker. Cool? Cool. Couch cushions. Tasty junk on a couch cushion eating tasty junk on a cracker. Hey. Mm, Woo. That's some inception level canapés. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram of the week is tight wad coot blab oh my god t-i-g-h-t-w-a-d-c-o-o 
T-B-L-A-B. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, what actor has starred in such fine films as Hot to Trot, Shakes the Clown, and the Police Academy series? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Oh My Gourd. Happy fall. Get your PSLs and your bales of hay. It's time to celebrate all things autumn and basic with this general knowledge round on pumpkins, squash, and gourds. Oh my. Let's fall into the new season nice and easy. Question number one. In what fairy tale does a carriage revert to a pumpkin at midnight? Question number two. What year did Starbucks debut its iconic pumpkin spice latte? We'll give you a point if you're within a year on either side. Question number three. What American government official was accused of spying for the Soviet Union in 1948 with the Pumpkin Papers playing a central role in the investigation? His name anagrams to Relish Sag, R-E-L-I-S-H-S-A-G. Question number four. What alternative rock band behind the hit Today was fronted by Billy Corgan? Question number five. Before Irish immigrants to North America started carving pumpkins, what vegetable was carved in Ireland and Scotland as part of a Halloween myth? Question number six. How many continents grow pumpkins? Question number seven. Played by Tom Hanks, what Saturday Night Live character's catchphrase is, Any questions? Question number eight. In some adaptations, what ghost story features the headless horseman using a pumpkin as a substitute head? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one. Oh my gourd. Oh my gourd. Pumpkins. Oh my gourd. Pumpkins. Oh my God. Question number one. The fairy tale where a carriage reverts to a pumpkin at midnight is Cinderella. Never heard of it. Mm, yeah, what's this? Never heard of this. I do say whenever I've hit my expiration at night that I've started to pumpkin. You do say that. It's cute. Yeah, that means get me out. <laughs> get me to bed. Yeah, it's usually not at midnight. It's like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can last a little longer than this carriage, but. (laughs) Question number two. You needed to be within a year on either side of when Starbucks debuted its iconic pumpkin spice latte. And the year was 
2003. So you'll get a point if you guessed 2002, 2003, or 2004. Um, I've never had one. I know that's crazy. But I'm not a basic B. Uh, I am. <laughs> so that's why I've had the... No, you're not. You're special. Stop it. Oh, thanks. Question number three. The U.S. government official that was accused of spying with the pumpkin papers, whose name anagrams to relish sag, is Alger Hiss. That's quite a name. It sounds like a Disney villain. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Not a communist villain. <laughs> Question number four. The alt-rock band with the hit Today, fronted by Billy Corgan, is the Smashing Pumpkins. I love them. They're a great band and their music totally holds up. Yeah, I like them too. Question number five. Before pumpkin carving, the vegetable that was carved in Ireland and Scotland as part of the Halloween myth was turnips. Turnips would have to have such little faces. That seems like too much of a challenge. Although there was this museum in Culver City, California that was only opened like two days a week for two hour windows. It was insane. But it was called the Museum of Jurassic Technology. And there was this whole exhibit to sculptures that were carved in a single grain of rice. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah, a turnip would be a piece of cake compared to that. Yeah, but not as tasty. <laughs> Question number six. The number of continents that grow pumpkins is six, which includes every continent except Antarctica. Question number seven. Played by Tom Hanks, the SNL character with the catchphrase, any questions, is David S. Pumpkins. Comedy gold right there. Love that suit. I was going to say, I feel like you would have that suit for some Halloween party at some point in your life. Probably, just because I'm a jackass, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about ready to bust out my little skeleton onesie and start wearing that to the grocery store any day now. For sure. Question number eight. The legendary ghost story that features a headless horseman using a pumpkin as a substitute head is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And you'll get a half point if you just put Sleepy Hollow. I don't think I could ride a horse, let alone if I had a pumpkin on my head. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could. I'm like scared of horses. That would be a disaster. <laughs> I have like very few fears and horses are one of them. And I don't really like the single side braid that comes along with liking horses. Mm -mm. Sorry to our trivia taters that have an affinity for the equestrial arts. Moving on to round two. So round number two is our audio round. This audio round is a little something we like to do time to time. No pun intended. It's been a few months since we've fired up our trivia time machine, so let's dust her off and give her a whirl. <coughs> Kelly is currently orbiting the studio on her moonstones Whoa. while I apply the magic geodes. Please stand by. The interdimensional portals have opened. Whoa, I'm getting dizzy. These moonstones are moving fast. Let's give this dial a spin and find out just what year we will be visiting. The year is 1994. So this music round will feature songs that were released in the year 1994. 
you will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Here are the answers for round two, 1994 Time Machine. Song number one was Stay, I Missed You by Lisa Loeb. Song number two was Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Song number three was What's the Frequency, Kenneth by R.E.M. Song number four was Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Song number five was Tootsie Roll by 69 Boys. Song number six was Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Black Hole Sun, won't you come? Song number seven was I'll Stand By You by Pretenders. I'll stand by you. 
And song number eight was Regulate by Warren G featuring Nate Dogg. Some hot tracks in 1994. A good mix. I actually always try to include a good mix of songs regardless of the theme, but yeah, pretty uh, diverse cast of characters on this uh, 1994 music round. Some good ones in here. Mm-hmm. I love that Nine Inch Nails song, Closer. Yeah. It's a good one. Video's rad. Regulate is like the classic 1990s rap song. It's so good. So good. <laughs> Lisa Loeb. She's cute. Love her. She's so cute. Yeah. I had a former coworker with that same sort of look as Lisa Loeb. Her name was Leah. And we're still in touch. But um, her sister is actually one of the two hosts of that My Favorite Murder podcast, which is kind of funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Moving on to round three. Round number three is a tough pill to swallow. But we felt like we had to do something. It is called R.I.P. R.V.G. In honor of the Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg's recent passing, this round includes questions relative to her career, legacy, and impact on culture. May she rest in power. Question number one. R.B.G. became the only woman serving on the Supreme Court for three years until Sonia Sotomayor was appointed in 2009 after the retirement of what other female justice in 2006? Question number two. What English actress portrayed RBG in the 2018 biopic movie On the Basis of Sex? Question number three. What U.S. president nominated RBG to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Court in 1980? Question number four. What U.S. military cemetery in Virginia was established during the Civil War and will be RBG's final resting place? Question number five. In 1972, RBG co-founded the Women's Rights Project under what well-known nonprofit human rights advocacy organization that uses the motto, Because Freedom Can't Protect Itself? Question number six. What prestigious graduate school in New York City did RBG attend and graduate joint first in her class? To date, nine justices of the Supreme Court are alumni members, as well as Teddy Roosevelt and FDR. What is this school? Question number seven. RBG often donned her signature jabbits or decorative lace accessory with her judicial robe. Her favorite was woven with white beads and was from what South African city colloquially named the Mother City. Question number eight. Comedic actress Kate McKinnon portrayed RBG on Saturday Night Live on several occasions. McKinnon would play up RBG's feistiness and sling silly insults at others, playfully known as what? The real RBG adopted this term and admitted to using it on colleagues. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. 
Here are the answers for round three. R-I-P, R-B-G. Boo. Come back. That's the worst. Question number one. R.B.G. became the only woman serving for three years on the court after the retirement of Sandra Day O'Connor. When I see her name every single time, I just think of day <laughs> I've never made that connection. No, you've never made that connection? Oh, my God. No. I do know that whole Beetlejuice dance to that Belafonte Deo song, though. <laughs> no big deal. Humble brag over here. Back to the court. Is Sandra Day O'Connor alive? She is 90, she's retired, but according to some online sources, she is still chatty and in good spirits, and also suggests that we don't replace RBG in the middle of an election, which is like, duh. Have a heart. Honor a legend. Don't get me started. Question number two. The actress who portrayed RBG in the biopic On the Basis of Sex is Felicity Jones. I liked this movie. I thought she was pretty good in it, too. Yeah, it was decent, and she was well cast. I agree. Question number three. The U.S. president who nominated RBG to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals in 1980 is Jimmy Carter. And the president who nominated her to the Supreme Court was actually Clinton. Question number four. The U.S. military cemetery that will be RBG's final resting place is Arlington National Cemetery. I used to have picnics at Arlington every Wednesday. That's not true. (laughs) But I did used to get drunk in cemeteries a lot when I was a teenager. Does that count? Um, kind of, I guess. (laughs) Question number five. In 1972, RBG co-founded the Women's Rights Project under the nonprofit human rights advocacy organization, ACLU, or American Civil Liberties Union. Great organization to support. Yay. Yeah, wasn't there like biggest day of donations ever after the 2016 election? I don't doubt that. Yeah. Help, we're going to lose all our rights. (laughs) Question number six. The New York City grad school that RBG attended and graduated first in her class was Columbia Law School. That's where I got my PhD. Yeah, for sure. After all those Wednesdays in Arlington Cemetery. (laughs) Yeah, it was right around that same time. Wore my gown, got my honors, made my parents proud. It was excellent. (laughs) Only one of us here has a PhD, and it's not me. There's a hint. You could have one if you wanted one. Kelly, do you want us to start calling you Dr. Sharon? No. (laughs) Question number seven. RBG's favorite lace jabot was from the South African city, Cape Town. I'm wearing a jabot right now that consists of ranch dressing drippings. Same thing, same thing. I hated that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You hated that joke? Yes. Question number eight. Kate McKinnon's portrayal of RBG on SNL introduced the world to the playful term for her slinging silly insults at others known as... Gins burning. That's a Gins burn. <laughs> She's so good. I love Kate McKinnon. Such a babe. So switching gears a little bit here, as you know, we've been encouraging our listeners to leave comments and five-star reviews for our program. We love reading them and are always happy to give shout-outs on the show. This particular recent review, though, pleased us so much that we wanted to share it with you all. Walkie Talkie Gurk said... 
cannot stop listening. Mick freaking love this podcast. Kelly, Zach, and Ricky are truly the goats. I learn something new every time I listen, and the gang never fails to make me laugh. My dream is to get sloppy drunk with them and do trivia. Always keep up the great work, and if you guys are ever in Baltimore, let me know so we can paint the town red. For obvious reasons, we loved reading this. Um, I think that is our dream, too. You sound rad. Getting sloppy drunk and doing trivia is actually our dream. It's actually what we do best, or what we think we do best. A definite yes on that rain check of a a hot trivia date with you, Walkie Talkie Gurk. Which brings us to round four, crafted in your honor, Walkie Talkie Gurk. Great username, right? I'm glad we get to read it multiple times. (laughs) Rolls right off the tongue. Round number four is called Baltimoreans. This celebrity pop culture round features famous people that hail from the charm city, Baltimore, Maryland. Question number one. What man behind the Speedos became the most successful athlete of the Games for the fourth Olympics in a row in 2016? Question number two. This feisty Baltimore native made her feature film debut in 1993 with her role in Menace to Society and has remained a household name ever since. Her high-profile marriage to an Academy Award-winning fellow actor who has managed to nab four Grammys has overshadowed her own musical run with her heavy metal band, Wicked Wisdom. Who is she? Question number three. Who was the 55th governor of Maryland and 39th vice president of the United States? This individual's career was plagued with corruption charges, resulting in his letter of resignation as vice president to the Secretary of State in 1973. Who is he? Question number four. We'd like to present the clues to this next Baltimorean legend in haiku form. Gay icon of film, tiny mustache, filthy tastes. Dog poop and egg flings. Question number five. Nicknamed Queen of the Indies, this alliteratively named American actress has racked up film credits including Dazed and Confused, The House of Yes, and For Your Consideration. Who is she? Question number six. The true matriarch of the popular 1960s folk rock group, The Mamas and the Papas, this singer was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998 after passing away at the young age of 32 from heart failure. Who is she? Question number seven. This American baseball legend that had an impressive career that spanned 22 seasons from 1914 to 1935 was randomly posthumously awarded a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2018 and remains a part of American culture. Who is he? Question number eight. The beachy hunk and legend behind the cheeseburger crawl, who has managed to have a successful career on screen as well as behind the mic, released the 1989 studio album, Looking for Freedom, which went to triple platinum on the European charts. 
Who is he? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Baltimoreans. Question number one. The man behind the Speedos and most decorated Olympian of all time is Michael Phelps. I'm wearing my Speedos right now. I'm wearing my Speedos and my lace jabot. Ranch. (laughs) I hate that. Question number two. The menace to society actress with a high-profile marriage and a heavy metal band is Jada Pinkett Smith really not interested in that heavy metal band yeah what is that i didn't even know that was real it's real enough to be on our wikipedia and real enough for me not to do further investigation no thank you sure question number three the 55th governor of maryland and 39th vice president of the united states was spiro agnew so not a good guy but i kind of love that name spiro is a fun name but a very disgraced guy. <laughs> Corrupt AF. Remember how like Watergate was happening and then he was like, oh yeah, also I've got this side thing going. <laughs> cool, cool. This might also be a problem, guys. <laughs> Question number four. Our favorite Baltimorean described in the following haiku as gay icon of film, tiny mustache, filthy tastes, dog poop, and egg flings is, of course, John Waters. Yay! It's a beautiful haiku. Thank you, I wrote it myself. I couldn't even tell. (laughs) (laughs) What a guy, what a guy. You can't leave him out of a Baltimorean round, I'm sorry. Oh no, he's like the core. Yeah, well, not only is he a legend, he has such pride in his city that all of his films are set in Baltimore. I mean, he's the best, he's the best. Yeah. Question number five. The Queen of the Indies, with film credits including Dazed and Confused and The House of Yes, is Parker Posey. And your boyfriend, Matthew McConaughey, Mm -hmm. is in Dazed and Confused, too. Looking all like a sandy lion. Looking good. A snack. I can't look past Parker Posey and her knee-high athletic socks. Sorry. So cute. So cute. So cute. Great movie. Question number six. Member of the Mamas and the Papas, the singer that was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998 is Mama Cass Elliot. I love Mama Cass. I love the Mamas and the Papas. Great band. That song California Dreamin' is like in my top 10 of all time. They're great. She's awesome. Beautiful talent. Question number seven. The baseball legend that was awarded a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2018 is Babe Ruth. The Sultan of Swat. Go sports. It doesn't seem to need a Presidential Medal of Freedom to me, but whatever. No, it seems random. I'm not, I'm not the one making these decisions. Steal that base. Hit that ball. Woo. Question number eight. The beachy hunk and legend behind the cheeseburger crawl with a successful international music career, is David Hasselhoff. The cheeseburger crawl sounds like a dance that John Waters would have in one of his movies. Totally. 
It does. When House Hall Huff was doing his cheeseburger crawl, you know, obviously he was wasted and it wasn't all fun and games and it was kind of sad, but he did mutter the phrase, love these buns, while he was eating the cheeseburger like on the floor. Oh, buddy. I know, but love these buns. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What was the main graphic that was embroidered in gold on the back of the iconic jacket that both Madonna and Rosanna Arquette wore in the 1985 movie, Desperately Seeking Susan? Question number two. In 1987, rock band Aerosmith released a song with the same title as a 1964 song by The Four Seasons. What is the name of these songs? Question number three. What NBA team took home the championship title in 2015? Question number four. In the Harry Potter series, the character Hermione had a pet named Crookshanks. What type of animal was Crookshanks? Question number five. Also known as Hurricane Alley, what is the region in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean that popular culture has attributed the disappearance of aircraft and spaceships to paranormal activity? Question number six. What episodic action series was based on The Karate Kid and was released on YouTube Premium in 2018? Question number seven. What is the common shape featured on the country flags of the Maldives, Algeria, and Pakistan? It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The main graphic that was embroidered in gold on the back of the iconic jacket worn in the movie Desperately Seeking Susan is a pyramid. Great movie, great cast, great jacket. Question number two. The 1987 Aerosmith song with the same title as a 1964 The Four Seasons song is Ragdoll. I will take the Four Seasons song over the Aerosmith song any day. I don't think I even know this Aerosmith song. Ugh, it's gross. Question number three. The NBA team who took home the championship title in 2015 is the Golden State Warriors. Slam dunk. Grab that ball. Wear those jerseys and run around the court. Woo. Time out. Chewing on some mouth guards. Drinking some water. That's a good summary of what they do. (laughs) 
I love how Steph Curry just plays with his mouth guards. It's totally like an OCD thing, but he's so talented. He has like an oral fixation that I feel like I could put to use. Oh, calm down. Oh my God. Sorry. No big deal. I love Steph Curry. He's so cute. He is handsome. Question number four. In Harry Potter, Hermione's pet, Crookshanks, is a cat. Question number five. The region in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean that has been linked to paranormal activity is the Bermuda Triangle. How many programs have you watched on the History Channel about the Bermuda Triangle? Too many, and they all end with like, IDK. Right. (laughs) Question number six. The 2018 episodic action series that was based on the Karate Kid is Cobra Kai. This is supposed to be a good show or whatever. It's actually supposed to be a great show. Not my sort of genre or lane at all, but I've heard it's great. Question number seven. The common shape featured on the country flags of the Maldives, Algeria, and Pakistan is a crescent. Kelly is orbiting the crescent on her (laughs) moonstones right now. And the answer for question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like a pyramid, ragdoll, the Golden State Warriors, a cat, the Bermuda Triangle, Cobra Kai, and a crescent. And all of those answers included names of common yoga poses. Moonstones and namaste. (laughs) I never was able to get into yoga pre-quarantine because I had too much going on. I couldn't hold focus. It's like, you can't tie me down. I got errands to run. I got things in my mind. But since um, quarantine started, I've actually sort of embraced yoga. I do it a couple times a week and I really enjoy it. I really like it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And if anybody's looking for some awesome yoga Zoom classes, you can head over to www.kaleidoscopeyoga.org and check out my friend and neighbor and yoga instructor, as well as Kelly's work colleague. Her name is Sarah, and she does excellent yoga classes, and you can schedule some sessions with her there. I designed a really cool little graphic for her website and highly recommend her services. Before we get to that bonus anagram of the week, here are the answers for our September visual round. As a reminder, this visual round was called Break a Leg and featured images of famous playwrights. Image number one was Arthur Miller. Image number two was Lillian Hellman. Image number three was Tennessee Williams. Image number four was Lorraine Hansbury. Image number five was William Shakespeare. Never heard of him. I don't know who that is. I thought you said famous playwrights, Ricky. Sorry to throw in the obscure. (laughs) Image number six was Oscar Wilde. Image number seven was David Mamet. And image number eight was Lin-Manuel Miranda. And you would have gotten one point each for all those correct answers. There will be a new visual round being posted this week featuring celebrities in Halloween costumes, so be sure and check it out. Check it out! I also just wanted to mention that Kelly and I recently did a guest spot on fellow trivia podcasters, Quiz Quiz Bang Bang. They are a really fun program, formatted slightly different than our show, but worth a listen. So you should check them out. 
thanks to the Floras for having us. It was a good time. It was. We've got some exciting stuff coming down the pipes. Absolutely. Out of our oviducts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gross. Back to the bonus anagram of the week. Our anagram was tight wad coot blab. How do you feel about that one? I hate this one, man. I've known some tight wad coots in my day. Oh my good. I really don't like the blab at the end. You're welcome. Thank you. The question or clue that went along with this gross anagram is, known for his energetic comedic delivery and unusual voice, what actor has starred in such fine films as Hot to Trot, Shakes the Clown, and the Police Academy series? And the answer is Bobcat Goldthwaite. Do you know who that is? No. He's like this weird little comedian guy with this crazy voice and stringy hair. And he's like, hey, everybody, I'm here to do this thing. Does that help you at all? Well, you did a great impression. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Uh, I do know him. Honestly, I would take a coot blab any day <laughs> for this guy. <laughs> Hot to Trot was great, though. I think it took home Best Picture in 1988. I could be wrong. This is a really bad movie poster. Sorry, guys. It turns out I'm wrong. But it did receive 88% approval, which is insane. That's not true, is it? Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. The synopsis is a stockbroker profits from market tips overheard in the stables by his talking horse, Don. I'm looking at the movie poster. Why is the horse down his pants? Oh. I have questions. Me too. Do you see his like little hoof down his pants? Okay. Is that the inside trade? (laughs) I don't like it. I hate it. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is TriviaTimePodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week was Lena My Queen by Blue Dot Sessions. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later later, taters. The mic is hot, and so are the tots. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Where's my tots? Oh, seriously. That someone else makes and fries and does the whole thing. Yeah, when I make them, they're not as greasy because I don't have a fry daddy. I only have an oven. I know. They're not right from the oven. It's like boring and kind of soggy and mushy. Um, you need to hit the broiler, girl. I think I do. Hmm. They're not right. Well, I hear you. As a vehicle for ranch, they're still fine. Sure, sure. And like I can put them in a breakfast burrito and that's good. Honestly, like anything can be a vehicle for ranch. It could even be like a shoehorn. Be like, this works. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And reusable. So this is like a low bar I'm setting. Anything concave. Let's do it. (laughs) Hey, Kel. Yeah? What are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, some raspberry white claws, multiple, poured into a hydro flask.
Oh, really? Where did you get those? You know, it's just like this uh, this really studly friend of mine just dropped them off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a little gift the other day. So I don't know. I don't know if you uh, know her, but it's a quiz master. They taste like candy. <laughs> they do. It's time to have some tough talks with our grandparents, I think. Yeah, we're not. I don't know. We're not. It's draining. Or just like make sure they don't go to their polling places. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, give them a detour map. (laughs) Tell them it's not voting day. Tell them it's bingo hall day. Just kidding. Everyone should vote. Here are the answers for round four. Baltimoreans. Baltimoreans. Oops. (laughs) Yeah, that's a common mistake. And I also think it's kind of a derogatory term. So uh, (laughs) careful. Yeah. Here are the answers for round. Sorry, my voice cracked in the middle there. You're going through puberty, your balls dropping, bud? Yep, you know it, day by day. 